Because number one, your body was created to heal itself, okay? So why is it not doing that? There's a reason. Sometimes it's what we put in our bodies, but most of the time, it's what we put in our minds. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. You're in store for another excellent podcast uh, with a special guest, Charles Westmoreland. Charles Westmoreland recently came out with his new book, Mindset Reset, Change Your Thinking, Transform Your Reality. So to tell you a little bit about Charles, Charles Westmoreland is a certified life coach at Breaking Barriers Coaching and Counseling. He's also the CEO of the Be Aspired Apparel line and also founder and lead pastor of Restoration Community Ministries in Stockbridge, Georgia. He's a passionate motivational speaker, teacher, and author. He communicates a message of hope, gratitude, and self-awareness to help others overcome challenges as they apply the word of God around the globe. You're going to really enjoy this amazing discussion that Charles and I had on Mindset Reset. I know you're gonna re definitely resonate with this wherever you're at in life and uh, really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, after the podcast interview, I'm gonna let you know how you can get a copy of the book and connect with Charles's content. Thank you so much and really hope you enjoy this podcast interview. Well, Charles, uh, thank you for the time to um, be on this podcast. Uh, thank you for um, taking the time to chat with me and preparing for this. And it really means a lot. Um, so for those listening in, uh, Charles is the author of a new book here called Mindset Reset. Here's the book here. Uh, Mindset Reset, Change Your Thinking and Transform Your Reality. Um, so Charles, uh, thank, thank you again. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. It's a subject that I am very, very passionate about. Uh, so I am honored to have been asked to come and share. About it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. So what was the heart behind the book? Um, you know, this, this has been quite the read and I, I definitely resonate with it as a young person. And uh, what, what was kind of your heart in, in writing this book, Mindset Reset? Um, the heart behind the book is simply that for years I have seen uh, people and, and particularly Christians grow up in the church, but not fully able to embrace the principles and doctrines uh, that, that are being given and living defeated lives. And so for years I had a huge question. What is it? What is it that allows some people... Uh, to excel and then others they just seem like they can't get it or they seem to keep going around in cycles um, they'll, they'll go two steps forward and three steps backwards what is this and so I begin to read and study and and see that it is it's what's down on the inside of us uh, that's keeping us from fully embracing and these things uh, amount to unmet needs, unhealed hurts, and unresolved issues that we are wrestling with and we don't even realize we're wrestling with them and they directly fight against our spirituality and our relationship with God. And mm -hmm. so the, the book has been written to help us uh, do a deep dive, find out what those things are, and then pull those things out so that we can live our best life now. 
So now kind of moving on into uh, what we want to talk about is, is the, you know, topics out of the book that you find important. What do you feel like is a first, first idea or thought out of this book that you want to really hone in on and share with, with the, the audience? Okay. I think it would be um, where I, I start in the introduction. I start out talking about uh, those things and what those things are, and they are unmet needs, unhealed hurts, and unresolved issues. Uh, an example of, of uh, an unmet need could be uh, you grew up in, in a home and you had siblings and your parents were always working. And so they were not there to give you the full love and affirmation that you needed because they were always so busy. You had to be the caregiver. So in an instance like that, a child can grow up longing to be loved. They will grow up wanting to be in control because they always had to be in control. And so that situation uh, is very unfortunate and it has left this child with an unmet need. So the child grows up and in relationship, they always have to control everything. I know you've seen those kinds of people. Mm -hmm. They always have to be in control. They have to control everything. And they mm -hmm. always want to tell everybody what to do well. This was instilled in them as a child because of the situation that they were in. And you look at a situation like that and you say, well, what could have been done? Well, there's almost uh, nothing that could have been done. Uh, however, once that has happened, there are some things that you can do uh, to become healthy again. But that's just an example of an unmet need and the re result and the residual that you get from being in that kind of situation. And then you you talk about um, you know, we you talk about hardware, software, and programs, which is very resonant of your your cover here, mindset reset. Um, you know, one thing that when we were preparing for this podcast is that we have to retrain ourselves, rewire ourselves. Um, what do you mean by that? Okay, understand that when we are born, for instance, the first. From the last trimester that you're in the womb up until age seven, when we are born, we are born with, with hardware. We're just like a computer. This computer is formed and it's empty. That's the brain. And so from age one to seven, you are being given the software by your surroundings, uh, your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, your teachers, people, uh, coaches, you're, you're being given software to operate by, which in some instances can be good, but in most cases it's not because the software that you are being given does not fortify you for who you will decide to be when you become of age. Studies have proven that you don't even get a conscious mind until you are seven. So prior to that, you're fully operating by your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is being given programs by the pe people around you. And the example that I use in the book, uh, I, I give the guy the name Johnny and Johnny is being given all of these programs uh, by his surrounding. And then Johnny decides later in life that he wants to be a doctor, but Johnny has, has never really finished anything. And so Johnny keeps going around in the circle and around in the circle and, and wondering why I can't just 
finish this so I can go to school and go to grad school and all of this. And, and he's just confused. Well, the problem with Johnny is that Johnny was not given the, uh, the software that he needed to fortify where he would find out he wanted to go later in life. And so he finds himself in a cycle. And so it's, it's very, very important that if we are going to uh, succeed and be who uh, we have been designed to be, that we have to uh, rewrite those programs. I also use an example in the book. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. And in the book, I share how I was, I was and this is just to show you how we, we program them. I was standing in the closet and she comes in the closet and she says to me, uh, pop, pop, what do you think? And I said to little Zoe, I said, I think I love you. And so she just lit up and smiled and she said, I think I love you. Two or three days later, I'm in the closet again. She comes in the closet, pop, pop, what do you think? I said, I think I love you. And so this became like a term of endearment. Uh, she was programmed and whenever she wanted to hear me say, I love you, she would walk up to me randomly and say, pop, pop, what do you think? And so she started asking her mom, her dad, uh, all these other people, what do you think? Because she was programmed that the response would be, I think I love you. And so, you know, that was using it in a positive way to affirm her and what have you. But so many times the, the programs that they get are not uh, positive affirmation. And, and so it's, it's really, really important that you know, we we actively work on rewriting our programs. Um, I spoke of earlier about how it affects uh, us in the church. Uh, the book of James, chapter number four, it it says to us clearly and helps us see and understand that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And that scripture actually goes on to say, let not that man thinketh that he will receive something from the Lord. So in other words, if I fall on my knees and I'm crying out to God and I'm asking him, God, do this, please work this out for me. And I get up from that prayer and I say, well, God has never done it for anybody in my family. I've never seen anyone in my family do that. You know, I don't know if that could really happen. You just canceled out the prayer that you just prayed because you're double-minded. And the Bible clearly says in James 4, let not that man thinketh that he received something from the Lord. And so we are angry with God. And why won't you bless me? Well, the God that we serve is bound to principles. He works by principles and he cannot go outside of those principles. And if I'm praying and I don't believe, then he's not obligated to, to, to bless me or to move on my behalf. So then our words, and I share this in the book, our words, our emotion, and our visualization have to be congruent, meaning they all have to be moving in the same direction, all saying the same thing. In other words, we have to be one with ourselves. 
And, and when we are everything saying the same thing, thinking the same thing and moving in the right direction, then it opens up the floodgates uh, for God to do miraculous and wonderful and, and powerful things in our lives. The scripture says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever you ask or think. When you are congruent, when you have one thought process and one mind and you are actively controlling that mind, then it, it frees the hand of God to do almost anything uh, on your behalf. Mm, that's so good, Charles. Uh, you know, uh, continuing the, I, I like how you brought in the, the faith uh, discussion because I had a, actually a question on that, you know, mm -hmm. to reset your mind. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, the mind today, especially with what's gone in the last couple of years. Um, we can't do this on our own. There's no way to reset your mind without being, uh, you know, us relying on God. So how how do we lean on faith to to help us reset our mind? Okay, I I think my answer to that question uh, it may not be exactly what uh, <laughs> what you're thinking. Um, here here's here's where faith comes in. We're saved by faith. You know, and we have accepted Christ and Christ lives in us. Um, we have to we have to believe that mm. we have to believe that. And once we believe that the rest of it is a piece of cake because I, I already believe God. I already know that he's working in my life. He has made me some promises that if the Holy Spirit lives down inside of me, there are certain things that the Holy Spirit will do. I mean, and it's automatic, it's going to happen. If I believe, if I am a Christian, if I love God, he's going to work in my life. So we have to be firm in our faith, knowing that God is, is faithful and true to do just what he said. And so here it is now, I'm firm on that. I'm firm in my faith. I believe God, I trust God. Now, which is where my book comes in, I have to do the work. I have to partner with him. He, he did it at Calvary. He gave me all of the power, all of the anointing and spirit that I need when, I re, when he died and rose again and I accepted him. It's there, the faith is there. But what Mindset Reset is trying to help us see is that we as Christians have to take accountability for our part. Mm. He has already given us the power. Uh, the, the word of God tells it that, that after the, the, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, ye shall receive power. All right. So the, in the book of Genesis, the, the, the very number one command he gave us was to manage. He said, take dominion. That means to manage over the fish of the sea, the fowls of the air, every creeping thing that walks upon the face of the earth. Well, the very first thing that you have to manage if you are going to do that is your mind. You have to learn how to control your thoughts, channel your thoughts, tell your thoughts. You're not going to think this way, but you're going to think this way. And you may ask the question, well, you know, that sounds easy. And well, how do you do that? It's, it starts very simple, actually. Um, you, you get up in the morning and you sit on the side of the bed and you have a train of thought. You reach over, you grab your phone. Uh, this is just on an average day. You grab your phone, you scroll your social media. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you get up from there, you may go to the bathroom, use the bathroom, brush your teeth, yada, yada. you have this routine, you go to the office, you speak to the same people, and you have the same thing. Now, if you are going to reset your mind, there's something simple that you can do. You can get up, you can sit on the side of the bed instead of scrolling your social media step your foot instead of putting your your feet into your slippers that are warm and it's always that feeling put your feet on the cold floor get up out of the bed go to the kitchen break the cycle get your coffee instead and then go to the bathroom and do whatever you have to do there uh, go to go to work a different way drive a different way what are you doing you are reprogramming your brain you're telling your brain not to do things the same old way and, and if you do that long enough, you actually start to re rewrite your brain cells and, and they start looking differently. And so as a result of that, you start doing different things. You start thinking a different way. And I know it might sound a little strange, but it actually works. Studies have proven that uh, we have 70,000 thoughts a day, 70,000 thoughts in one day. And 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts that you had yesterday. So then, how, how in the world could you have a different mindset if you succumb to that? If you just, just I'm going to go with that same program. This is what I've always done. This is what I've always thought. So I'm just going to relax in it and, and be this. And so your life never changes you always have the same emotions. You always have the same thoughts and, and you just never have a different life or a better life. But you have to intentionally rewrite the programs that you think and do every single day. Mm. You touched on something good there, Charles, because, you know, I think majority of us, um, even those that are listening, we're such instilled with a routine day to day. You know, we wake up you know, get ready, go to work, come back home, you know, have dinner with the kids and watch TV, go to bed. You do it without thinking. You do. Uh, and I, I think this message is applicable for everyone of all ages, all generations, uh, doesn't matter what background you come from. And um, I, I can just think about some people uh, that are in my life right now that might not be receptive to this type of message. You know, they're, they're stuck in their routines. Why should I even think about this this concept of um, mindset reset? Why should I why should I change my thinking? Why, why should I even consider this? Cameron, you said something really, really interesting that struck a nerve with me. You said <laughs> we do it without thinking. Yes. And that is 100 percent correct. Mm -hmm. We do it without thinking, which means that we when we are not thinking when we are not taking charge of our thoughts we operate from the power of our subconscious mind mm. which is a set of programs that have been developed from the last trimester of pregnancy up until seven years old mm. so those old programs have you ever thought why am I thinking? Why did I remember that? Where did that come from? It's coming from your subconscious mind. When, when you are not uh, actively using your mind, yeah. the conscious mind is the creative mind. 
okay? And, and the subconscious mind is a set of programs. And so what the, what the subconscious mind will do is it will force you to do the same thing that you have always done. Have you ever been in your car riding? And my, laugh and I, my wife and I laugh about this all the time. Have you ever been in your car driving and all of a sudden it's like your car just starts to go to work because that's the way you always go? Yeah. That's, that's the power of the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. It knows a routine and a pattern. And the only thing that it can do is follow that same pattern. Here's, and here's how the subconscious mind works as well. Your subconscious mind does not know. This is why it's important to reprogram. Your subconscious mind does not know the difference between reality and, and what has happened in the past. Um, what's the reality of what's happening in the moment or what's happening in the past. Speaking uh, to the p- point that if I uh, was hurt in my past and uh, it just really, really made me feel a certain way, I can think that thought and think about what happened and the pain that happened in that moment. And immediately those feelings and emotions come back. And it has been studied and proven that the the body thinks that it's happening all over again. And then the body will release the same poisonous neuropeptide in your body that it released when that situation happened. Hmm. So then if I am a person that's constantly living in the past, living in the past hurt and the pain of the past, every time I bring that to the forefront, I'm killing my body. Hmm. And people wonder, why am I sick? Why is all this happening in my body? I can't, the doctors say they can't find anything. It's here, it's in your mind and your mind is telling your body that these things continue happening. Case in point, I just had this past Sunday, I had a set of twins visit my ministry. They look to be probably in their their 20s. Um, The young lady walks up to my product table and she says to me, I need to talk to you. She said, "Uh, I need, I wanna share a testimony with you about your book. And I said, of course. And she said to me, I lost my husband last year. Uh, As a result of the grief and the pain, she said, I ended up in the hospital. And they were saying to me that one side of my heart was swollen and she's just grieving. Prior to that, she had been healthy. Uh, She's just grieving and not really knowing how to handle her grief. She said, someone brought me your book. She said, and in your book, you are instructing us that we have to take charge of our thoughts. And mind you, she is a Christian. She loves God. She's full of the spirit of God, but she was in a mental battle. She said, I started grabbing these principles and using these principles. She said, the next thing I knew, I was out of the hospital. She said, the doctors wanted to medicate me and give me this and that. She said, but the more I started grabbing these principles and using them in my life, the better I felt. She said, I firmly believe if I had not gotten a hold of mindset reset, I would have been in the hospital and possibly even could have died. Mm. It's, it's just that powerful because number one, your body was created to heal itself. Okay. 
So why is it not doing that? There's a reason. Sometimes it's what we put in our bodies, but most of the time it's what we put in our minds. And so if, if, if I tell my body and I constantly do to be healed, to be healthy, uh, I thank you for supporting uh, me in all of my endeavors. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be strong. And I work with that. I'm in the gym every single day, making sure that I'm supporting that. And, and, and my body and my mind is working together. And so I can't help but be healthy and have a fruitful life. My wife and I have declared that when we get to our senior years and we want to enjoy life and travel, that we're going to have healthy bodies. So in order to do that, I have to tell myself that. And then I have to partner with me by getting in that gym. <laughs> yeah, Charles, you know, um, I think, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people that are going to be listening to this. They're in the car. They're listening on their iPhone or 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 with their AirPods going from point A to point B. And this is something that I, I'm, a, I'm working on is, you know, we're involved in so much on a day to day. We try to fill up our plate more than we can chew on. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. this is the reality in, uh, today for, for many people. And sometimes you get, and I, uh, this, this is a struggle for me where you get so caught up in your mind with everything going on where you forget reality and you forget community. You forget to, to, or you can't even communicate well because you're so in your mind. And mm -hmm. I catch myself doing this still sometimes where, you know, I might, I might go to work today and I'm going to put my AirPods on because I need to focus and maybe not even engage. So how do we shift our, that mindset to rewire all that busyness and make it to somewhere where we have that control of our thoughts and mind? Well, uh, one word comes to mind when you say that intentionality, mm. intentionality, uh, everything starts with a thought. Mm. And so when I get up in the morning, I have to first think that this is going to be a different day. Why is this going to be a different day? Because I'm going to make it a different day. I have that kind of authority over my life and over my mind. And so with that in mind, I just intentionally do things to shift. Uh, case in point, you brought up uh, being in the car and, you know, we're so busy, so busy. I had a situation and I, I share this in the book as well. I had a situation where uh, something happened when I got up, I got a phone call and it just totally tried to ruin my day. Being in leadership, you know, you you lead a certain way and you 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 love people. Uh, but there are times when you have to make tough decisions and these tough decisions are disciplining people. And so I had someone on my someone on my staff to to question my my act of discipline that, that I had taken with another parishioner. And so I mean, they just kept going back and forth. And finally, I shut the conversation down. This is what I've done. This is the decision I made. And this is what we're going with. And so it started to like send my day in a spiral. And that particular day, I had a very important meeting. I was meeting with some people uh, in terms of my Inspire uh, collection uh, business. And so I needed to be in a certain mindset. I needed to have a certain energy. And so it was sapping my energy. I, I went in the bathroom and I started getting ready and I started 
actively and intentionally shifting my emotions. You can't go into this meeting like this. You got to shake this. You got to shake this. Talking to myself. I got in my car again. I started to counter what was being said. Charles, you know that you're a very loving individual. You know that you are fair with everyone. In fact, you go beyond and above to make everybody feel good. So what am I doing? I'm shifting my energy. I'm changing my thoughts. Uh, I'm changing my emotions because now remember, it is your thoughts that create your emotions. And so in order to change your emotions, you have to change your thoughts. So I'm I'm actively talking to myself, changing my thoughts, which will change my emotions. And then I took it a step further because I'm a worshiper. And so I put on some of my favorite worship music. By the time I got, it was a 45 minute drive. By the time I got to that meeting, I was out of that and I was ready to go. I had a very productive meeting that moved me a step further to my goals and my vision. If I had not taken the authority and noted, I said, take it. If mm. I had not taken the authority to make that happen, that would not have happened. I cannot rely on the Holy Spirit to do that for me. The Holy Spirit has already given me the power. I just need to take the initiative to tap into that power and take control of my emotions. Mm. So it's, it's, it's on us. It's on us to take that authority, change your thinking. You transform your entire reality. Yeah. My reality could have been, I, I got to that meeting. They felt my energy. It was a horrible meeting uh, and nothing came out of that meeting. Um, my, my 31 year old son is sharing this journey with me. Um, he, he owns a basketball league. And he had a situation uh, and he shared it with me and, and he, he was able to identify it and he knew exactly what happened. He, he, he had an event with his league and some things had happened on his job before he got to the league and he was not able to shake it. And so it was like everyone he encountered, there was some kind, type of abrasiveness, uh, everything, the whole, the entire day, he said. He said it was just a horrible day and the average person probably would not have known that but all of his encounters were affected by the energy that he took into that room and into that event and he said to me i realize that the problem was not all of them the problem was me because i should have shifted my energy and taken charge before i went into the event it's just that that powerful. We, we have the power to create our reality. What is the reality that you want to live in? Is it a is it a reality of peace and joy and harmony and and success, or or is it just a mundane life of the same thing over and over again? We have the ability to create it through our thoughts. Mm. Well, thank you, Charles, for this message. I think it's it's very relevant today, and it really hit home for me going going through this this book. Um, so as we as we close, you know, part of this podcast is I like hearing people's stories, and uh, you know, we already had some great conversations over the last uh, week or so. Um, you know, I want to hear kind of um, you know how you came to to wanting to write this book initially, and and pursuing the process because just for me, just completing the process, sort of, not really, but uh, 
it's not an easy process, especially, you know, you're in ministry, full-time ministry. Yeah. Uh, you're a father, you're a grandfather, you know, uh, tell, tell, tell our listeners about kind of that journey a little bit. Okay. This, this journey actually started two years ago. I, um, I was, I've always been a motivated kind of person and I've always wanted more out of life. And so I stumbled upon a Tony Robbins conference and I went to this conference and I listened to uh, what he was teaching, uh, which was very, very similar to what I have written and something ignited in me. And sitting there, I realized that this was a message that that the world needed and particularly the church world uh, mm. because we tend to over spiritualize and not look at the the practical side or even the science side of of life and and what's happening in our lives and so it was in that environment that i decided uh and i felt that i was being called to to make sure that the church number one and then the world at large understands the message of the power of your mind to to recreate your world and and recreate your life einstein said this he said um imagination is everything because imagination is the key to life's coming attractions so then if I can sit and I can imagine and, and imagine like I'm in the movie theater and all these uh, previews are scrolling of the movies that are going to come, well, the movies of my life that are going to come, if I can live in that, if I can focus on that, then it can literally become a reality in my life and I can live my best life now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that is awesome, uh, Charles. Um, well, as we close, just wanted to remind our listeners, Mindset Reset, grab your copy, um, check out the social media links, and I'll put a link uh, put a link there. Uh, Charles, any uh, closing thoughts? Um, last closing thought, when you identify something that is a threat to your mental health, cut it off immediately. Mm. Cut it off immediately. Amen. All right, Charles. Well, thank you again for taking the time of, out of your busy schedule um, to to share a message about your book, Mindset Reset. Thank you again for writing this message. I think it's very relevant for today and definitely resonated with me. Well, Cameron, thank you so very much uh, for embracing the book. And thank you for having me on here and helping me spread the message. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in really to today's much. podcast interview with for Charles sure, Westmoreland. You. I hope this podcast added value to you in your life, wherever you're at, on this important topic on Mindset Reset. So are you ready to reset? Um, if you really enjoy today's content on this podcast interview and want to learn more, you can get your copy of Mindset Reset, which is Charles's new book at I'm inspired.me. You can check out the website, I'm inspired.me, where he has a copy of the book and a study guide to accompany the book. You can check out his website again, I'm inspired.me. And I really hope you enjoyed uh, another great special guest on today's podcast. And tune in next week. 
for another amazing special guest uh, to come. And thank you again for tuning in to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh.